Hey, John, how are you going? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Obviously, uh, a familiar face to a number of our followers. Hopefully, yes. Uh, <laughs> obviously, spent a couple of years there at Modern Visual. Uh, yeah. A couple of years back now. Yeah, and um, we obviously miss you dearly, but um, you moved on to Green and Pastures and um, you're now working for yourself. So did you want to explain to people um, what you're doing? And um, just for everyone's benefit, today we just want to give people a lot of uh, you know, information and some hacks on social media and what they can be doing um, at the moment. Yeah. Um, so my background is uh, been in social media for probably the better part of nine years now. Um, I worked at obviously uh, Modern Visual for a couple of years there, um, and yeah, everything I've uh, I've done in digital marketing has been purely social media or has had some sort of um, social media marketing element to it. So I like to feel like I'm, I'm pretty well placed to advise people, help people with their businesses, and um, yeah, I've recently just gone out on my own um, to do. Um, some consulting work, but obviously some more hands-on stuff with uh, my business, Sonus Media. So, yeah, we look after um, businesses' digital marketing needs, um, you know, predominantly social media, a bit of Google AdWords, uh, SEO, um, brand strategy stuff as well. I think it's um, incredibly important, particularly in a time like where we are at the moment with uh, with COVID. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, everything sort of uh, social media marketing and uh, everything that encompasses that. Yeah, no, that's awesome, mate. No. For those that aren't aware, you know, Modern Visual uh, ceased offering services around digital marketing and it's just allowed us to really focus on um, people's tech stacks and, you know, the, the high-end technology um, web solutions that we really love. And, um, you know, that's where we can obviously recommend people like John to help help our customers out with their needs when it does come to digital marketing. Um, but what, what are some of the trends you're seeing at the moment? I mean, just to get started, um, t- tell me about TikTok, John. A lot of people are talking about TikTok. There's, there's word that it's getting banned in different countries. Yep. Is it something that businesses still need to think about? Um, I think I think with any social media platform, I think the first question you've got to ask yourself before you launch into it is, is my audience there? And I was thinking about this before we jumped on the call. Like You can be everywhere if you want to, and that's totally fine. But if your audience is not there, what's the point of being there? So if you're, um, for instance, if you're a, a company that exists in the um, aged care industry, for example, chances are probably not going to be on TikTok because your audience aren't going to be there, right? So whereas if you were a shoe brand, for example, um, absolutely, TikTok would be fantastic. So I think, yeah, ask yourself that, for that question, is my audience there? And then you can start looking into it. I think what TikTok or what's happening with TikTok at the moment, obviously it's got a bit of press around you know, being banned in America. There's even been talks about potentially being banned here in Australia as well. Um, I think it's a, it's a reasonably okay platform. Um, it's ad product is very new. So therefore it's got its, um, what would you say? Uh, kinks that are still new. Do you have to apply and it's a little bit of a process for them at the moment? Yeah, there is there is a bit of a process you have to go through. So it's not like with um, Facebook where you know you can have an ad account set up within like half an hour to an hour. Um, there is a bit of a process, and the thing I suppose at the moment that it's a bit of a disadvantage with advertising on TikTok is um, it's hard to link out from the platform, so you can't drive people from TikTok to your website or, or whatever it is you're trying to do. So the content purely has to be on the, the platform, which therefore makes it a bit of a, um, 
uh, a brand awareness piece or versus say consideration or conversion uh, from a sales funnel perspective. So, uh, but then, you know, you've got Instagram where they've just recently bought out in the last two weeks, their version of it with um, Instagram reels. So that's a bit of a, a slap yeah. in the face to TikTok. Yeah. So very similar um, brand awareness stuff. Uh, advertising can't really do on it as much, but um, yeah, a very similar product. Yeah, 100%. And is there particular industries that you think should focus more on awareness-based content versus actual ad with an intent? Yeah, like if you think, and, and this is like top end, but if you look at someone like a, a brand like Nike, right? So all their, all their um, advertising that they do is purely brand awareness. I'm glad you pronounced Nike properly too. A lot of people say Nike and it really annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> Those little nuances. That Someone sent a letter to Phil, Phil Knight, the owner of Nike, saying, how do you pronounce your company name? And he wrote back, it's Nike. <laughs> Nike, absolutely. All right. Yeah. I'm glad I got it right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, someone like, a, and I know this is a really extreme example, but yeah, Nike would be one of them um, where all their ads just are purely brand awareness. It's nothing to do with go buy my sneakers or, or go down to wherever to buy a platypus shoes to buy our, our Nike shoes. It's just all brand awareness. Um, and then they have cut through and the, through the market and the way they uh, position themselves in those ads with people wearing the um, Nikes and et cetera, et cetera, in different situations. You then look at that ad and you go, wow, I can see myself wearing them or I would love to be um, that person who's wearing them, et cetera, et cetera. Then it drives you to go buy the product and, why did that happen? Because they produced a really good um, ad at the awareness stage. And then that was basically the, the push for you to go and into the store or, or wherever and, um, and buy your shoes. So that would be one example. Um, but there's plenty of others out there that probably only need to have it as an awareness piece versus um, consideration or, or um, acquisition. It's fair to say as well, like these big companies, they've done so much work over the years to establish themselves as well. It's been, millions if not billions on advertising yep. over, over the time and that all contributes now to the effort they're putting in on modern day platforms like facebook or instagram or whatever yep. it may be you know they've already got that establishment so they can do a little push to try and get some traction and because the brand's established it's a lot easier for them to put in a little bit less effort like i know that nike don't publish that often um compared to other brands so when you're a brand new business you're going to have to put in that extra effort to be relevant in front of people um, compared to a Nike who might do a, a post every month and everyone goes wild. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And I'm glad you mentioned that aspect of it and particularly when it comes to brand. Um, and it's so relevant at the moment with uh, what's going on with COVID and people being unable to access um, things as they would previously. Brand's everything. And it's often something that a lot of people forget. Um, I always like to use a saying that... Um, uh, tough times don't last, but tough brands do. Mm -hmm. And the tough brands are going to be the ones that are going to see themselves through this dark period that we're going through, particularly, you know, in e-commerce and, and whatnot. And um, so what Nike's been able to do over the years, I mean, this is not something that just came out out of the blue overnight or anything like that, or th their success or the example you just gave before isn't something that just happened. They have worked and worked and worked on that brand and, and changed it up and evolved it over time to get it to where it is today, to being a household name um, in everyone across Australia and, and indeed the world. So um, I think brand is something, you know, even with my own company, when we're talking to our clients, we're always talking about that foundational brand and then how that then translates into marketing for long-term results. 
um, which I'm a big believer in um, when it comes to um, branding and advertising is if you can get that right, well, that's half the battle one. Then it just comes down to what you're offering and how you position it. I understand. Do you, do you have any examples of where a, um, a client or someone you know has had a bit of success with a campaign? So, you know, it's easy for someone to visualize the post going out or the ad going out, but how do you mechanically turn that into an actual sale? So is there sort of like a process that needs to go behind an ad? What does that look like for a company? So are you referring to like the, the setup of an ad and then how you can potentially track it, say, on analytics or is that? Yeah, that, that's definitely part of my question. It's also, you know, making sure they've got the right system in place, like whether it be a salesperson or, you know, you can't just have a, a lead come through an ad and then just sit there for a week because the person will forget yeah. who you are. I think people assume that because they've done a Facebook post, there's a lot of loyalty towards their brand when it might not be the case. You've actually got to work hard to turn that lead into a sale so do you want to explain how critical it is that people not only do the social media work but yeah what's in place after that yeah absolutely so and i think that's literally like a customer or, or a lead journey right so we put out an ad it drives into a, an inquiry form which then sends out to the the sales sales rep at a company for example who then either takes it on him or herself or passes it on to someone within their team and then they obviously nurture that lead there's meetings etc so there could be eight or nine touch points before that lead actually becomes a sale so if we look at what i just said then we've gone facebook website inquiry form inbox of the sales rep the sales rep then picks up the phone calls you the the, the lead uh, you have a bit of a chat, you're organized to have a meeting, you might have two or more meetings after that, and then all of a sudden you work out what the strategy is going to be, and then you sign the client. So, you know, there's there's eight steps that have gone on there, and or, or maybe even more sometimes. Like I've heard, you know, and you probably would have seen it yourself, um, being in business for a number of years now, where it may have taken you like four or five months to, to land quite a, a significant client, because that's what it takes. Um, so... We've had clients where it takes years. We've, we've signed someone on for a project two years after they made an inquiry with us. It's just yep. how it rolls. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's different every time. Um, I'd probably argue that's probably going to be more of an, an outlier than a, than a norm, but it's, yeah. it's an example of, of, of um, how it can happen. So, yeah, look, I, I think if we, if we go back to the, the Nike, Nike example <laughs> before, um, you know, they might start off with a a brand awareness campaign, right? And you see that come into your Facebook camp into your uh, Facebook feed. That pushes you into the consideration phase, which for me, if I'm going to go buy a pair of shoes, I then start looking at where can I buy Nike's near me? That might be Google. So there's two touch points. The third one then is I find my, uh, my store that's local to me. I go into that store, I buy it or I go online and I buy it. So let's just say it's online. So we go to the website, I buy it. Yep. That's cool. It gets sent to me. That's a fourth touch point. And then there might be a follow-up after that where it might be an email a couple of weeks later where there's a review. So that's, you know, four or five touch points there for me to become a customer of that particular store. It started off with an indirect ad from, from Nike that then goes, oh, yeah, I need some Nikes or, or whatever the case may be. Go down to my local store or, you know, um, do a bit of a Google search, local store or the online store, and then there's a follow-up after that. So... Yeah, um, and that's just for e-com. Um, if you look at service-based industries, as we just mentioned, there could be eight touch points. Um, mm. But it's, it's, I suppose it's what you say at that in the ad. Like, what what are you trying to say? Is it the is there um, uh, a value ad there? Is it a, is it a blog? Is it a video? Like, there's a number of things um, you can be doing just to get someone's attention 
Um, and you might have to hit them three or four times with a blog or a video before they actually click through to your website or before they make that inquiry. So, yeah, um, it's quite funny because um, I always sort of look at the analogy of, or even like the situation. If you're thinking of buying a car, you might one day wake up on a Sunday and go, I want a new car. Um, yep. You're not going to, within an hour, go down and buy that car. Yep. It just doesn't work that way. You're not going to, you, you might spend a few months researching different car brands, you might test drive cars, you might be waiting for that pay rise at work before you go and buy a new car. There's all these factors and that can take six to 12 months, even longer. Um, yep. You know, I'm keen to buy an electric car, even something like a Tesla. That's been something I want to do for the last two or three years. Everything they do from an advertising point of view or a social media point of view or a marketing point of view is all influencing my decision making. Now it's just not the time. So the sale they make for me in 12 months time, that, that's from the years of investment that they're making in their marketing for the last couple of years. And they would never attribute that to my sale directly. That's just not how it works. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny you mentioned cars because one of my... Um previous agencies I used to work for, we dealt purely with the auto, um, auto dealership space and the buying cycle from initial interaction with a brand or one of the dealerships right through to sale was 90 days. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So you imagine the work you've got to do in that 90 days. Like we were dealing with um, traditional marketing. So there was a bit of radio, there was a bit of um, local advertising in the newspapers and all that. Uh, much to my dismay as being a digital marketer. but And then we'd have a Facebook ad, we'd have Google running in the background, we'd have a bit of SEO on their website, the website itself. So, um, yeah, we had a number of things uh, going on in those 90 days where we just had to be um, hitting them. And, and typically for Facebook, it was, it was more around the fact that I would probably come in oh, third, fourth, maybe even fifth touch point because they'd, they'd jump on the website they would have a look at maybe um, have a bit of a look around. They get retargeted um, either with my ad or they would go through a, um, a Google ad and then they'd come back on the website and go to Facebook. Then they'd see my ad, which would be make an inquiry about whatever car you've just looked at um, and on and on it went. So yeah, it was a 90 day turnaround. Yeah. And I think this is really um, proof for businesses that are looking at running social media or have been running social media. Mm -hmm. You can't run it for a month or even six months or even 12 months and just go, oh, this isn't working or, you know, what am I doing wrong? Like, obviously, you need someone there that knows what they're doing. You can't just uh, have your receptionist running social media and expect amazing results. <laughs> you could get lucky, yeah. um, definitely, but just because someone's a millennial doesn't mean they're good at social media. They yeah. might be good at using it personally, but to represent a brand or a business to get results, it's not always going to be the way... Um, but I think, again, like the message we're trying to get across here is um, sometimes it's not a, a direct return on investment and it is an advertising service and whether you're running ads or just awareness-based content, it's all about staying relevant and frequent. Mm, frequent, top of mind. Um, and, and look, it's really hard. Like some of those funnels I just described there, like you can't just spend $500 on a funnel like that and expect a result. Like it can, it can be really, really hard because the, the flexibility that you've got within that $500 uh, respectfully isn't all that much. Mm. Like, so you may have to spend a thousand dollars and you know, for small business owners, I've got empathy for that because they go, well, shit, a thousand dollars. Like I can't afford that. Like, you know, yeah. my products are only worth this much and I've only made this much this month and I've only got like probably a hundred bucks, um, a hundred bucks to, to spend on, on advertising, um, which is, you know, let's just look at it from social media which is not much. So 
yeah, it can, it can be really, really hard. But, um, yeah, to your point, it, it's a long play. Um, and uh, particularly if you're just starting out, like you might not see results for, for six months, um, particularly if you don't have someone who is on the tools and, and working it. To your point, the person behind uh, the receptionist desk, um, despite their best intentions, their best efforts, even if they've been on social media for a while, it's a different mentality when it comes to running social media for a business. If you run it just purely for likes and comments and all that sort of stuff on, on Instagram, Imagine. change that into a business dynamic, completely different mindset. Like you've got to look at, you know, sales funnels, you've got to look at remarketing, you've got to look at all sorts of other things that it's just could be absolutely foreign. You know, I think, so, you know, to add to your point that um, it is a big investment, it can't just be your only source of um, traffic or customers. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of businesses think because of the size of the investment based on their small business, um, you know, budget, they, they think that it's a big hit and it must be something magical if it's going to cost yeah. me a couple of grand a month. But ultimately, you'd want to have that as just one traffic source um, for your business. And it, it might all almost be like the, the, um, the support. I'm, I'm not a sports guy. Um, deep down, as you might know, John, it's, um, you know, the, the, the social media typically there to support guy or a girl kicking the goal um it's not always going to be the one kicking the goal and that's where you still need the other team members around the person kicking the goal to get the goal they can't yeah. do it on their own and yeah. that's where all these different channels like social media or google or um to your dismay tv ads or whatever it may be um they all contribute to the overall success of your company and relying on one channel is never a safe bet yeah and if there's one little bit of um i suppose a recommendation or a bit of advice i can give to that um, what, what you basically just articulated there is what's called attribution, right? So um, you, can, you can find attribution on uh, or measure attribution on Google Analytics. Facebook also has their own version of it as well, which um, over the last 18 months I've been um, up to my eyeballs and in terms of the clients I've been working with and uh, even previous agencies I've, I've worked with where we've connected the Facebook account up to obviously but then you get google you can get bing you can get a few other platforms and you can really start looking at what channels are actually driving the conversion but what channels to your point are actually assisting it and what influence they're having on that overall result so you might have seven touch points and just say it was facebook website instagram instagram website but it was the search ad that converted you go oh yeah cool google did you know, Google converted that for us. That was great. We're going to keep putting more money towards that. Or do you look at it the other way and go, actually, no, we need to keep putting more money towards Facebook and Instagram because we know that, that there was three or four touch points in that seven touch point journey that contributed to that search ad resulting in the conversion. So we need to prime the assistance to ensure that we're getting, because um, as you know, with Google AdWords, it's all intent, right? So people are actively searching for your product or, or your service, whatever the case may be. So it's intent. Whereas Facebook, as you mentioned, it's more awareness and consideration. So if you can prime that in the, the top of funnel and the middle of the funnel, prime that and then feed it into the acquisition side of things. And again, at seven touch points, there's a bit of cash involved in all of that. Um, you're going to stand yourself in good stead to have uh, long-term results. And yeah, you're almost grooming people for the final goal kick. <laughs> into yeah, the yeah, absolutely. And the analogy you use is perfect. And it's one I, I use as well. I go, you know, 
Um, assisted conversions are, are like the guy who who gets from half back in the AFL and then and then kicks it to centre half forward and then the centre half forward goes back and converts. The centre half forward in this case is Google AdWords and then Facebook or your website or your email is the guy who's running off half back and delivering it long. So he's just as important because the centre half forward doesn't get the ball if that guy doesn't kick the ball to him. So that's right. And um, you don't want to kill the based on last week um, being your marketing team. <laughs> Or Hawthorne last night against Adelaide. <laughs> I can say that as a Saints supporter. So, <laughs> sorry, Saints, I love you. Um, <laughs> Very good. What, what are some um, What are some tips that people can roll with um, at the moment with COVID? Obviously, um, yep. we're in Victoria. Australia overall is having little outbreaks here and there. So I feel like the whole economy in general in Australia is going to be quite yeah. affected. What What are some things that people can do? And this is not about being the saviour to your business, but what are some little pricey things people can do as a business, whether it be social media or overall, that you think, John, um, are important and could add a little bit of value at the moment? Um, I think regardless if you're... And look, most businesses have taken a hit at the moment, um, some more than others, and some have just like completely gone to the wall because they just can't operate at the moment. Um, I would say there's a big opportunity at the moment to build your brand. And what that looks like in a digital world might be video content, you know, six months ago or 12 months ago, you may not have had the time because you had so many sales come through. You didn't have enough time to probably sit down and maybe invest in that side of your business. Now, really, there's probably no excuse because even if you are still running, you're working from home or whatever the case may be, you've got that time to start building some of those um, uh, assets or investments in your in the long-term uh, future of your business. So, yeah, I would say building building brand via blog content, via videos, imagery, um, thought, uh, authoritative pieces, you know, it might be like a white paper that you could then you know, put up on your website that people could download, or you just put it up on, on LinkedIn, for example. I just, one thing I was big on when we, we first went into lockdown here in Melbourne, um, was just creating value for you, for your clients. And there's no, there's really no excuse. Like, you know, there were so many people out there who tried to flip their business from what they were doing into now selling um, uh, hand sanitizer. <laughs> Kills their brand, but they don't realize it, right? Mm -hmm. So the best thing they could have done, just say they were like, for instance, like my other business, my hiking business, for example. So we couldn't run tours for a while. So what did I do? I just started posting, rehashing blogs that I post before. I kicked off my podcast again. I just tried to provide value for my community. So when we do switch back on to start running tours again, I'm front of mind because I put so much content out over that six month, 12 month period that's dripping in value, whether it be trails or something to do with, um, you know, gear or food or something like that. Um, people enjoy that sort of stuff. I know that because I can see it in my analytics and then, you know, it builds brand. It builds me as an authority in that space. Same with digital marketing, same with, you know, stuff that you're doing or, or anyone really, you can you can create content to further build your brand. Because as I said before, if you're not doing anything at the moment, or you haven't done anything for six months, and all of a sudden tomorrow you can start operating your business again, don't expect any sales because you've been absent for six months. 100%. That's so, great. yeah, brand building. Exactly. Now, that makes perfect sense, John. Look, we'll probably wrap it up soon. Um, is, there, is there anything you're doing at the moment, John, to help people out? Like, are you helping... With like a little bit of a consultation or is there any resources that we can provide people to and i'm happy to put anything um you know in the in the comments of this video yeah absolutely um yeah so doing some consulting work i can do that at the moment um which is you know typically one hour sessions i appreciate 
if cash is a bit tight at the moment, there are people out there who might not be able to uh, afford, you know, um, uh, monthly working relationships. So I'll come in for an hour or so. Can do it via Zoom. It's pretty easy. Um, but obviously, yeah, if there's people out there who who want that that full service, and that that's certainly available. Um, easily can be reached on um on email so that's you know uh, john.feeney at sonusmedia.com.au um and yeah so yeah happy to talk to anyone and everyone because i think what we've all learned in the last six months is is um digital should be at the forefront of everyone's thinking if you haven't had a website before you need to get one if you haven't done digital marketing before you know you need to get it happening just so you're out there because that's where we're all spending our time at the moment on our phones and our laptops and all that sort of stuff so yeah, happy to talk to anyone about um, anything to do with digital marketing. Perfect, mate. And obviously, you worked with us for a number of years there, and um, you know we were a little bit upset when you left at the time. And um, you you were a valuable asset, and um, yeah, you know your stuff. We know that, and um, you know we wish you best of luck in the future with your career. Likewise, appreciate it, and uh, appreciate the opportunity uh, for coming on here, and also obviously. Uh, you know, we've known each other for a, a couple of years now, so I always appreciate the chats that we have, whether it's about business or marketing, which it typically is, and it's always uh, always a good chat. So, yeah, uh, appreciate the opportunity. Awesome, John. Well, thank you, and uh, we'll talk again very soon. Absolutely. Thanks, mate. Yeah.